Friends, today we're going to continue journeying in the book of Acts. And today we're going to be stepping into Acts chapter number three. Now we're coming off the heels of Pentecost. And you remember that that day is when the Holy Spirit comes down and, and he indwells the believers for the very first time. And those believers, they go professing and proclaiming and teaching and telling the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And those who were on the street, they hear in their own native language. And by the end of the day, 3,000 people have given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're just on the heels of that day. We see in Acts chapter number 2 that the church is, is, is now organizing itself. There, 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 there is the teachings, the fellowships, the breaking of bread. There's the prayers. They're, they're getting organized now, and, and they're, they're unified. They're praying. They're of one heart, one mind, moving forward to advance the gospel. And we're coming on the backside of that, we come into Acts chapter 3, and the Bible says, now Peter and John, don't you love that? Friends, just that little insight there, Peter and John, you remember Peter and John, they were two of the first disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, both of them fishermen, both of these young men at a point in the past had, had, were going about their worldly things when the Lord Jesus Christ came by and told them to drop their nets and follow him. He said, I will make you fishers of men. And now here are Peter and John. You remember they followed the Lord Jesus Christ all the way up to the cross. Peter, of course, denying the Lord three times just before he was going to the cross to be crucified. John followed him all the way to the cross. But both of them, after Mary and the other ladies went to the tomb, they ran back and told Peter and John, and it was Peter and John who showed up to the tomb. The first two disciples to look into the tomb and notice that the Lord Jesus Christ, his body was no longer there. And it was both Peter and John who had gathered in the upper room later that day were confronted with the reality of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. Peter and John, the Bible says, they're making their way to the temple complex. Remember, they are Jewish men. So going to the temple is something that they are accustomed to. And the Bible says they're going up there at the hour of prayer and they're going at around three in the afternoon. So this would be a customary thing for them. They're going up toward the temple is at the hour of prayer. This is a place where many people are going to be gathered, where many people are going to be talking and debating the Jewish laws and commands and scriptures. And what a platform, what an avenue, what a place for Peter and John to go and tell the gospel of Jesus. Friends, listen to me. Every single day of your life, you are put in situations. You are put in, in, in context where there are people who are having conversations, people who are discussing hot-button issues of the day, people that are talking about topics, people that are talking about religion. Every single day, you are in the context of people talking about life in general, about things going on in the world. And if you can take a picture, if you can take a, a, a page out of the playbook of Peter and John, I would encourage you to find where the people are 
to listen to conversation and to use those conversations as a springboard into sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where they're going. They're going to the heart of Judaism. They're going to the place where they know that people are going to be familiar with the scrolls, familiar with the scriptures, and they're going to be able to tell the gospel of Jesus. And the Bible says in verse 2, there was a man who was lame from birth. And he was carried there and he was placed every day at the temple gate called Beautiful. And he would beg from those who were entering the temple complex. And as Peter and John are passing by in verse number three, the Bible says that he asked them for help. So you can imagine he's got his little change jar out there. People are passing through, passing by, going into the temple complex. He's there every day. And Peter and John, as they come passing by this man, he's rattling that cup at them. And he says, sirs, sirs, can I get just a little bit of change in my cup? And the Bible says that Peter, along with John, they looked intently at the man. Now, friends, I don't know if you've ever encountered a beggar on the street. But the majority of times when we encounter a beggar on the street, we don't take time to actually stop and look at them. Instead, we just throw money in the jar and we move on. But Peter and John, if they could, if, if they had learned anything about, from the Lord Jesus Christ, it was the value of a person. You'll remember, friends, that it was the leper who had the skin disease that came to Jesus. And this leper, of course, had been unclean for some time, which means he was cut off from the temple, cut off from society, cut off from commerce, cut off from culture. And every time he would enter to any public setting, he would have to raise his hands and say, unclean, unclean, so that no one would touch him. Because if they touched him, it rendered them unclean. But the Lord Jesus Christ, valuing the person, he had reached out and touched the leper, and the leper's skin was healed. You will remember, won't you, how uh, Jesus and the daughter of Jairus, and how Jairus, that synagogue leader, who had probably at times cursed Jesus and had mocked Jesus because of his belief in Judaism and his, and his despisal of Jesus and the thought of him being the Messiah. But Jairus had seen demons cast out. Jairus had seen lepers healed. And Jairus knew, I've got a daughter that needs to be healed and only Jesus can heal her. And so Jesus had left everything that he was doing that day to make his way to the home of Jairus, to go up into this house, up into the upper room in order to pray over the little girl. Why? Because Jesus valued the person. You remember how the woman came with an alabaster jar and she broke the oil, or she broke the jar and the oil anointed the body of Jesus. And that one Pharisee stood back with his arms crossed and he said, if he were really a prophet, he would know the type of woman this is who's touching him. This is a sinner. And Jesus, he condemns the Pharisee. And he says, this woman has been forgiven much. That's why she loves much. Jesus valued the person. And Peter and John, they stop in the midst of all that's going on with everybody passing this guy by to the right and left. Nobody else paying him any attention. And Peter and John, they stop and they look directly at him. 
Friends, in that moment, this man had some sort of value that maybe he hadn't had in some time. And can I just remind you today, as we are wrapping up this certain little portion here of Acts chapter 3, can I just remind you right now that every day of your life, you come in contact with people who who are overlooked by the vast majority of those who pass them by on a daily basis. Every single day, you come in contact with people who are looking for acceptance. It's that, that kid in the lunchroom that nobody wants to talk to. It, it's, that, it's that girl at your job that sits over by herself at her cubicle every day and never speaks to anybody and always has her head down. It's that child in your family. That, that every time the family gets together is always socially awkward and nobody pays them attention. It's that homeless guy on the street. People, listen to me, people all over the world are seeking acceptance. And if they learned anything from the Lord Jesus Christ, it was to value the person. So look around you today, see those who are around you, take an interest in them and share the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless you, friends, and I look forward to journeying with you through the book of Acts next time on New Horizons. 